1: it's holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer well today's sponsor manscaped has the tools to guarantee you'll win this year's white elephant competition and give the best stocking stuffer known to man it's called the performance package and inside you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer liquid formulations as well as two free gifts be the ballsiest gift giver this holiday season with Manscaped by using code DNVR for free shipping and more importantly, 20% off. That's your first pitch, now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD coffee will improve the quality of your morning since it's rich in CBD and CBG. It can be delivered to your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you need. Their CBD-infused coffee has got me feeling great since it can help with chronic headaches, joint pains when I exercise, the recovery time is so much quicker, so many more benefits. Plus, you get zero coffee jitters if you want three or four cups a day, which is typically my style. And now you can get 25% off your first purchase when you visit StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code DNVR25. That's 25% off at Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today, second time, member of the Two Timers Club. Hopefully not a true two-timer. That means something else in, in different parts of the world. Evan Lang from Purple Row, thanks so much for joining us again today, buddy.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: We've got, got a couple topics we're going to kick around, and, and you're going to be my guinea pig here today because we're going to debut a new game that I'm pretty sure is going to have the world on fire i mean world's already on fire but i mean in the positive sense this time it's called tacos or tears and you know i i hope you come away with the seven points needed to feel good about your tacos with an apostrophe of course
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it
1: we're gonna bandy about if there is any news and when we'll get news when will the lockout end but the latest news in and around denver right now is well discussion about a discussion, which is similar about the lockout. They're talking about talking about ending the lockout and negotiating the CBA. But an injunction, if you will, was released here in Denver about altitude sports and the rift they currently have with Comcast and possibly ending this issue that's been going on, preventing Avalanche and Nuggets fans from watching their teams the last couple of years. What was been your take on on seeing that and knowing that now we can finally get back to some sense of normalcy, even though we may have a ways to go, this is all just talk.
0: So really for me, it's just even the thought of, wow, it really took this long because it's been since like 2019, since the majority of abs and nuggets fans in Colorado have been able to legally watch their own sports teams. It's, Really, really frustrating because with blackout restrictions and everything like that, even if you have like NBA TV or ESPN Plus, you still can't watch them because they're blacked out in your area. But you have no legal option to just turn on your TV and through your cable provider to watch the games. And it's been almost three years now at this point, And we're just now getting to a judge setting it up to try and figure out a settlement and mediation instead of it going to trial with jury and the hopes is that this can sort of push things along to get Avs games back on the air for the majority of colorado sports fans because it's comcast and i think it's also direct tv that since 2019 they haven't been able to come to an agreement with uh cranky sports entertainment and altitude sports and It needs to be over. There needs to be, if you're going to be a regional sports network and you're not going to have like a streaming app or individual subscription service, then you need to make it come to some sort of an agreement so that your fans can actually watch your product.
1: It's so frustrating to not be able to watch your two teams. And what's interesting is, you know, when this was finally, you know, starting to come down the pike in 2019, you know, the, the Nuggets had a little bit of hope. The Avs had a little bit of hope. But in the two seasons since then, that hope and that hype is real. I know the Nuggets have had so many injuries right now. But, shoot, can can Jokic throw the team on his back and maybe take them to an NBA Finals? It's not crazy. We know how good the Avalanche are this year. And they, they, they seem to be going out and getting tacos on their own every single night, scoring seven-plus goals. So it, it's it, it's incredibly frustrating when... This has been coming. And and as you said, the keyword is legal. And you said it twice, but the first time was the best one because you said it's preventing fans from watching their team legally, which almost suggests that maybe people are still able to to watch. I I don't know anything about this. Enlighten (laughs) me, Evan, please.
0: (laughs) Well, your diehard hockey fans are going to find a way to watch the game. Like so, there are going to be people out there. It's just the nature of the internet that there is going to be pirated streams of the game via the ESPN Plus broadcast, or somebody who's lucky enough to have one of the few providers that Altitude is still on, and they're putting it out there. Or um, you mentioned before we started the show here that some of your your real diehard fans are maybe going out and trying to find you know sports bars or stuff like that where it's airing, but you know, in the, in the world that we're in right now with all the pandemic stuff, it's hard to know, you know, where you can go for that kind of thing. It really is like, there, there are still ways that diehard fans can find a way to watch their game, but not in a way that is easy for them and not in a way that's going to have any sort of long-term business success for the team. It's like the team doesn't make money off of a pirated stream. The team doesn't make money from a dude going down to a sports bar they make money off of their individual ratings and ad revenues and so it's that's that's why it's so surprising to me of how long this took because both sides have got to be losing money on this even though the whole or origin of the kerfuffle was both sides not wanting to not wanting to lose money over the deal
1: we've got you know all the abs and nuggets games at the dnvr bar on the corner of colfax in New york so you know that's obviously not a necessarily a problem for us but Again, we're we're just one bar we're we're one company. And, and as you said, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of fans in the Rocky Mountain region that are are getting screwed out of it. and if they they do find a way around it, you know is is it terribly safe? you know is is it reliable? and uh we we know it, the the issues with technology and that. So you gotta hope that that really does get sorted out. and it isn't something that takes still yet another year to work out, even though it seems like okay. We've taken those steps forward. Hopefully it's not hundreds more left. You know, this comes on the heels of when there was a little bit of news in in the baseball world in, in October when a report came out that MLB was in talks to possibly launch a nationwide video streaming service that would allow fans everywhere and particularly hometown fans to watch games without a cable subscription. I know that briefly got talked about, but playoffs were going on. I mean, now that we're in the off season, we have some time to think about it. That's incredibly exciting to think that you can now literally watch your home team from the comfort of your, your home and from your cell phone in that city without paying those exorbitant prices for a cable package.
0: Well, and it's like, and so they were discussing it and it's it's a fantastic idea. And I'm definitely surprised that they haven't thought about it sooner with the possibility of launching, I think they said maybe in like 2023 or something at the earliest but i've been saying for a a long time now that blackout restrictions do nothing but harm the sport any sport but especially baseball that they keep talking about how much they need to grow the game and get new fans but you can't do that when it's so difficult to watch you've got certain states where five plus teams are blacked out all at once or if you look at the rockies like att sports rocky mountain they I do legitimately think they put out a good product, but the app for streaming does not support uh, the local Comcast Xfinity market and you can't stream that on say your like Comcast app on your phone. It's in-house only. So the only way to watch is to be in home in front of your TV with your cable subscription. And like I've always said it's like I will pay an extra you know 20 to 30 dollars on top of my MLB TV subscription to be able to watch local games and not have to worry about oh you know I'm I'm going down to somebody's house today am I going to be able to watch any of the game um you know I'm I'm staying up in the mountains I won't be able to watch though because I won't have have cable or anything like that and it would be such a such a big thing for especially as we we live in a market that is increasingly, people are are cutting cords and getting rid of cable because it's, you know, expensive. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the streaming services, there's so many that it doesn't make it a lot better, but having like one dedicated thing where you go to, and this is where all the baseball lives. It was great for pretty much anybody nationwide, because now people in markets where all of the teams are blacked out, like they played the Field of Dreams, game and there's so many blackouts there
1: yeah iowa right because iowa cubs are there so they're you know near chicago you got cubs you got white Sox, kansas city and st louis isn't you know terribly far away it wouldn't even shock me if you know if you lived in iowa you might not even get colorado games that i don't know because it's just one of those midwest states that's You know you can make the case is somewhat nearby or at least picks up certain radio signals one of the interesting things that an article by the new york post wrote is that this concept uh, which is really all that it is right now suggests that depending on the market and so it would vary so for us in denver it would probably be a little cheaper than some of those larger cities on the coast but it might only be 10 to 20 dollars a month which is a lot less than that hundred dollars or so a lot of people pay for their cable TV package and the NBA and the NHL are even considering partnering with the MLB on a streaming service. So I think you hit the tagline already in there where all the baseball lives. That would be, that's what you would call this new app. And really if the NBA and the NHL joins with that, that could just be where all the sports live. That, that would be, that would be brilliant.
0: Yeah. And I don't think it necessarily means it like oh, regional sports networks would go away or anything like that, because you're still going to have your individual networks and broadcast teams. Like if they made it so that you could watch the Rockies on this app while you were in Colorado, it's not like they're going to go, oh, well, get rid of Spilly and get rid of, get rid of everybody. And we're just going to bring in our own MLB team because you're still going to have these, these regional networks. It's just that there is another way to watch this regional sports network without paying a ton for a cable subscription
1: and they would still need the crews from the regional sports networks to call the games like that's, it's basically the exact same thing it's just it would be on this app or or whatever mlb nba and nhl whatever they would be using at that time so there are some details in there to, to work out as far as how that payment would work but as a concept, it's fantastic. And, and one concept that we love down at the DNVR bar in the corner of Colfax in York is our watch parties, which we've got going on just about every day. It, that is, unless the Avalanche aren't playing because... A couple people have a runny nose or whatever is going on with all that business. But Nuggets, Avs, Broncos, we had an amazing tailgate on Sunday, thanks to everyone who did come out to that against the Bengals. And, you know, we've got these going on a couple more for the rest of the season. These tailgates have all you can eat, sexy pizza, all you can drink, Breckenridge Brewery. There's even a shuttle that will take you from the bar over to the stadium on 18th and federal so you don't have to worry about parking and uber surge pricing is just ridiculous and so you're gonna have a better time on top of the fact that you're saving all that money remember you can become a member of the dnvr.com for just 50 cents in your first month and if you want an annual membership you actually get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. We've got happy hour every day from 3 to 6 p.m., drink specials, appetizer discounts. We have our own members-only discord where you don't have to worry about politics or a-holes. Whatever whatever you're worried about, we don't have that. We police our own folks. It's a wonderful community where you get to talk with hosts and diehard fans like yourself. So give it a consideration at the dnvr.com. As I said, Breckenridge Brewery is served all you can drink at the tailgates. It's our official beer of DNVR. But did you know that they are also our official seltzer? That's right. They supply us with Good Company Hard Seltzer. It's also available at the DNVR bar and anywhere you get your alcohol, King Supers, Costco, pretty much anywhere. Coolest part about it is Breck is donating profits to the National Parks Conservation Association this year to help prevent forest fires when you purchase Breckenridge Brewery's Good Company Hard Seltzer easy choice for a great company. Football fans, I do need to talk to you right now because I know we all love that action-packed, high-scoring NFL games. Well, with this latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. Seriously, that's it, one point. New customers can bet just $1 on either NFL team to score, and when they do, you win $100 in free bets. It's that easy. And rewarding DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. When you bet $1 on any team to score, and they do, you win $100 in free bets with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Evan, one of the other interesting wrinkles from this article by the New York Post that came out in October is... That according to Rob Manfred, they could – MLB, that is – could end up offering the cable TV giants a piece of the streaming revenue to help compensate for any potential subscriber losses because you can't just implement something like this. There's all of these different packages and deals that these companies pay MLB for, and really right now, MLB doesn't have – all this, all this specific language in there for certain types of streaming. And while they could possibly get around it, I think they want to avoid the exact situation that's going on right now between Altitude and Comcast. But it, it sounds like there's a way for these companies who, a lot of these RSNs, they're losing money right now because the viewership is dying out. As you mentioned, it's, it's been so hard for fans that it really could be a win-win situation for the regional sports networks and MLB and oh yeah the most important element of this the fans
0: well i definitely think so and it's weird because there are so many there's a ton of different regional sports networks but at the same time there aren't as many as you'd expect because you know certain sets are owned all by one specific company like you've got Bally Sports and stuff like that or Fox Sports AT&T SportsNet and stuff like that is one of the smaller ones but they are uh, a little bit of a strange one because they're they're one of the ones where they're not necessarily available on some of the cable TV alternatives, except for the AT and T specific one. And then you have you have stuff like the the cable cable networks and providers are are losing money because people are dropping their packages. But at the same time, there I think is a way that, and it's not necessarily an ideal option, but if you know certain cable providers aren't really willing to play ball or stuff like that that the individual teams could incorporate the play-by-play and broadcast stuff into their own into their own sort of continuity team-wide so like for example if you know at&t didn't want to play ball with revenue for the uh for the rockies the rockies could say well then hey couldn't we then hire away all of the the commentating talent and just have the the rockies do everything in house or that kind of thing but i think that like you said with that new york post article that with the league being willing to you know sort of offer some revenue sharing in order to offset some of those costs you're going to see less um less broad broadcast groups and cable providers not willing to play ball in terms of overall revenue i think it's complicated and i think there's going to be a lot of lawyers talking about a lot of different things as the next year or so goes by but if they if they can figure it out they can come up with a scenario where everybody wins and that is ideally what people want but the most important thing is that the fan wins
1: i think the sinclair broadcast group is the one company that owns the most they've got 14 of the league's 30 baseball teams, right? They've got, they have digital broadcast rights to all of those and you go, all right, well, that's going to be the biggest challenge. It's almost just probably strictly negotiating with them before some of the other large, but smaller in comparison to Sinclair, those other groups will kind of fall in line. But one interesting wrinkle that this article from the New York post posits is that the Sinclair broadcast group in June tried to raise about $250 million to launch its own video streaming service but couldn't do so without MLB approval. So really they both want the same thing, which ultimately is to make more money. Let's, let's face it. Right. And so they could really, this could be setting up for a perfect scenario. And as you said, 2023 would, would possibly be the closest. And, you know, this is a crucial time, especially with the lockout. we'll we'll touch on that in just a moment, but viewership is already down 12% from what it was in 2019. We won't look at 2020, obviously, in the middle of the pandemic. It was down 12% in 2021, and there, were, there was a 34% drop in attendance, which we know has something to do with the pandemic. Overall, baseball is hurting, and so anything they can do to help themselves, specifically making it easier for fans to watch wherever they are, is going to be huge in making up the difference, especially for those young viewers.
0: Yeah, and I think um, what you're bringing up Sinclair is that that is one of those things where if you look at the worst case scenario, things you get ugly with, if they're not willing to play ball, then you know the league could start to bring up like antitrust and anti-monopoly stuff because you have one company that owns almost half of all the broadcasting stuff for Major League Baseball as a whole, 30 teams, they have 14 of them in their pocket kind of thing because it it, it did used to be that back in the day there were way more individual regional sports things or they were sort of under the umbrella of of more companies as a whole because you had like oh this one's comcast and this one's at&t and this one's nbc and this one's fox and now you have 14 that are all under the you know the sinclair broadcasting group but it really is that if you want to make the most money and that is your goal because of course it is because capitalism You want your product to be getting to as many people as you can possibly get it to as easily as possible. And that is what that is what this all sets up. And like I said, if they can make it work, it's going to make a lot of people really happy. It's going to make a lot of rich people richer. And it's going to make it so that fans can more easily access the broadcast for their team.
1: It could really help the sport change in such a major way. You know, everything they do with the app was was brilliant and really kind of led the way. It's, it's interesting for as much as baseball seems to be falling behind the other sports technologically, they've they've really stepped forward in a lot of different ways, and and this could be another example of that. And so I, I don't think it's it's any kind of magic solution to you know lift them out of the depths of maybe the third or fourth most popular sport but it, it could certainly bridge that gap a little bit to keep it a little bit more relevant because I, I do almost worry about the relevancy of baseball here going forward in the next several decades.
0: MLB advanced media, the the platform that they've made is honestly for all intents and purposes, the best of all of the streaming platforms, be it with just the film room stuff for looking up highlights or the general streaming package for MLB.tv. It, Works the best out of pretty much all of the other ones for any major sport that I've tried for ones that have them available,
1: at least when they don't pull all of the video and they change the avatars. Other than those periods of time, you're right. When, when we're crazy. not
0: locked out and everything <laughs> is is going straight to straight to hell in a handbasket, there, <laughs> then it's all fantastic. And if I mean, I'm pretty sure there are other there are some other sports media things that share in uh, MLBAM's technology. But if you know the other leagues and uh, baseball teams and broadcast networks are all sort of willing to pow out together on this one thing, then I agree that it would be for the for the relevancy of baseball for expanding your product and getting it out there so that as many people can see it as possible. because like kids, especially and younger folks, a lot of pe- a lot of people now are growing up in environments where they do not have cable TV. And so they are, they're maybe not able to watch their local sports team that is not on, you know, a regular over the air channel or something like that. So that's, that's the one thing the NFL has always done. Right. Is it, if you have a TV, you have a way to watch your team in your broadcast area versus with baseball and with hockey. It's a, you have a team, you have a TV, but you don't have this specific cable subscription and package. So you can't watch that team and you know major league baseball keeps saying that they want to expand the product and keep getting young people interested in baseball and outside of the pace of play stuff and outside of trying to market their players more which they definitely need to do they need to make their product available to as many people as possible
1: yeah they don't even have a red zone type Product. I know MLB Network will do those live look ins, but you know, the, the hosts are talking back and forth, and that's fine. But I think that would, you know, I don't know if it's called the dugout. I don't know what you'd want to you know, market it as, but really a, a show that was dedicated just to go and looking at live at bats. And you flip over it, and you don't really have to be paying attention to that day's starting pitcher, but you just go and it'll immediately show you. Jacob deGrom going against Fernando Tatis Jr. And you go, yeah, okay, I, I definitely am glad you flipped over to that one. All right, you know, five-pitch walk, whatever it was, or grounded out 6-3 you know, in the second inning. But I, I wanted to see that at bat and, and see what those matchups would look like. And so that's another way to kind of take it to the next level. Because MLB Network is great. It, it It's great, but could it go one step beyond that? I, I definitely think it could with this you know, next iteration of this next generation of what MLBAM AM is, is trying to do.
0: And you could even duplicate the red zone formula yeah. of like, oh, there's not much going on in this game. You know, it's not like a, it's not a no hitter or anything. We're just sort of plugging along. It's two, two in the top of the fifth or something, not much happening. But then it flips over. All of a sudden you got runners on second and third and Juan Soto's up to bat. And you can go in, you can have your Scott Hanson type guy say, Hey, we're we're now checking in with the, the Nationals Braves game, and here's what happened to set this up, and now here's Juan Soto's at bat. Something like that.
1: Perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. And I'm all for companies that are trying to help save the world in a sense. And that's what ball aerospace technology is trying to do. And we want to let you know about their manufacturing plan golden since they're looking for production technicians. You can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com by searching for Golden. Now, this is a position on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's plant in Golden. Offers a competitive $27 per hour rate with potential for increases at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job, comprehensive insurance, active the day of hire, 401k for retirement, stock purchase, ownership program, even potential for an annual bonus, so many other major benefits for working for a company like Ball as well. So text GOLDEN to 77222 and you'll get linked to their open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. It's the holiday season as we know, and you want to give out the best stocking stuffer or if you're going to a white elephant competition, which I was just at one this last week, I, I didn't actually know what the rules were. I thought it was just you steal everyone's gift. Have you ever been a part of one of these before, Evan? A white uh, elephant?
0: only only once or twice.
1: Did it get cutthroat? Did it seem like?
0: Eh, not really. That was a a pretty chill Christmas party, though. So, All
1: right, that's was it. Was it a work related function?
0: Yeah, it was a work party. Okay, so, so. people have to behave
1: <laughs> a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah this, if
0: the boss is there.
1: If the yes, the the one I was at, they almost ran through twenty five people before someone wanted to swap they literally like no i'll just pick a brand new gift and then once that the dam broke and there was the first person the sweetest person you'd think of broke it and then everyone's swapping and okay now you can't trade that one anymore because it's been swapped twice i I didn't i didn't know these rules but suffice to say whoever you bring the manscape for that's going to be a hot commodity you'll have a blast it comes with the performance package that has the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer Basically, you're going to give the ballsiest gift this holiday season with Manscaped, especially when you use code DNVR for free shipping and more importantly, 20% off. Recently, Evan, you wrote a little bit about a gentleman who was pretty good on the Rockies for a minute and then he seemed to disappear all at once. Mr. Ian Stewart. Surprising, and I'm guessing from, from your angle in writing about his career, almost sad to think that after he left the Rockies, he didn't have much of a career.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's it's part of a, a sort of series that I'm working on now in the offseason just because, you know, with the lockout and everything, there's not a ton to talk about. But it's something that's really really interesting to research is guys who – and I've been getting some fan fan input on this. People really thought this guy could be the next big thing. This guy could be the next big superstar for the Rockies. And I remember – I mean, I was – You know, fairly young when Ian Stewart got drafted, but he was, he was a top draft pick. First round, 10th pick overall. He went as high as being baseball's number four overall prospect for MLB pipeline.
1: I'd forgotten he was that high. That's insane.
0: Things just didn't pan out because he had like, when he started the minor leagues, he was, was really strong. And then things just sort of started to drop off. And then he hits the big leagues and he's sort of all over the place, but he's not exactly terrible. And then 2011 happens and it's just debt. It kills his career entirely. Mm -hmm. And it, it was really, really sad because, you know, you don't know exactly what it is. There were murmurings that, you know, he had a poor work ethic or was a bad clubhouse presence, but he also had that injury during spring training at the, in the 2011 season or, or even just that, you know, things didn't really pan out. It, it just happens sometimes,
1: and it's amazing too that after that poor 2011 season, I think 2010, he was he was really good. He you, you got those glimpses of top five, top ten prospect in baseball. You saw that in 2010 and 2011. Takes that major step back. They couple him with Casey Weathers, and oh yeah, ho hum. Rockies end up you know getting back Tyler Colvin, who had a really good season. Uh, I think it was in, right away in, in 2012. But they also bring back. D.J. LeMayhew, which that turns out to be probably the biggest heist as far as trades go in team history. Of course, Herman Marquez is there too, but uh, you also had Jake McGee to deal with uh, in addition to that. But I, I really do like that uh, th- that Ian Stewart trade, and, and I like what you wrote up about him too. You know, pointing out that once he was with the the Cubs, his career didn't entirely end. He did, you know, retire or at least make his last appearance in the majors with the Los Angeles angels. Another thing I had forgotten about the end of his career.
0: It was one of those ones where he just sort of bounced around. He was in a couple minor league organizations. He was with the Cubs. He really didn't play that much. He was with the angels. He really didn't play that much in the last um, organization he was with, with was the nationals and he never even made it to the majors. And, you know, the Nationals were were kind of all over the place, but they were a potential playoff team at some point during that time. And there just really wasn't room for Egan Stewart. And it made it so that, you know, you can't really get a foothold in that kind of situation. And I think that that definitely didn't, you know, help that no matter where he went, he couldn't really get a foothold for regular playing time. And that's sort of, Emblematic of a, a dwindling career of just bouncing back and forth between organizations and minor league systems.
1: Yeah, he was, was, of course, blocked at third base by Ryan Zimmerman there in the nation's capital. But as you said, bouncing around organizations. One thing I found interesting was during that period of time, he was struggling towards the end of his career. He did sign with the Dodgers, just didn't play with them in the majors. Played for the Isotopes at that time and then later signed with the Angels and did actually play with them. So it's kind of a, a weird triangulation of interesting facts. And it and it got me thinking, before we recorded, I, I did take 10 minutes to do a little research. This may or may not be interesting to people, but I, I like these odd wrinkles in baseball history and, and little fun facts, if you will. And so I can see you here as we're recording this, Evan. So I'm, I'm hoping to get a couple of smiles and some interesting reactions from your face when I tell you about the greatest isotope seasons by a Rockies player when the isotopes were affiliated with the Marlins and Dodgers. All so right. Not 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 isotopes, Rockies isotopes, but Marlins or Dodgers isotopes. I got a list, and I think it's, it's pretty concise. Again, I only took about 10 minutes, but I, I know every player that's been with the Rockies – somewhat well i've got 11 guys all right 2014 this one stings because we talked about the dj LeMahieu trade being the biggest heist well the worst trade they ever made was sean figgins sean figgins was a minor league player with the rockies never debuted with the rockies and of course goes on and has an amazing career with the anaheim angels slash los angeles angels of anaheim los angeles angels (laughs) 2012 and 2013, Matt Kemp, when he's with the, a couple of rehab assignments with the Dodgers. Casey Blake in 2011. Now he's not necessarily remembered as a Rocky, but did play with them in spring training in 2012 and was released before spring training had ended. Listen to this duo: two former starting catchers on opening day, JD Clasur and Danny Arduan. All right, that's getting a good reaction out of you. All right. what, uh, what kind of memories does that bring back for you there, Ev?
0: Uh, <laughs> I remember J.D. Closser. I had totally forgotten about Danny Ardwan.
1: <laughs> I couldn't tell you what year it was. Maybe like 06, something weird like that. But I'm pretty sure he did start on opening day. And Sean Estes was on that team, too, still kicking around. When they were still a Marlins affiliate, Nate Field, who was a Littleton High School graduate, did suit up. For the Rockies, 2006, David Lee, who's an obscure one, one career save came with the Rockies. 2003 had three players, so this ties for for most. Todd Bellitz, who had nine and a third innings pitch with the Rockies, only 12 and two thirds in his career. Lenny Harris and potential Hall of Fame ballot guy. He might make the next year's Hall of Fame ballot. Certainly not for anything he did with the Rockies. Jason Grilly did play with the Rockies for a little bit.
0: Oh, you're right. I had I forgotten about Jason Grilly. He's definitely – he's not the most obscure, <laughs> bigger-name pitcher that yeah. spent time with the Rockies, but he's definitely one of them.
1: Oh, yeah. and Andy Bennis uh, and Houston Street. So I made a list at one point. And I'll, I don't know if this is an article. This is more of a podcast form. But Andy Bennis and Houston Street, I believe, are the only two Rockies players to ever be – multi-time All-Stars after they left the Rockies. Hmm. How about that for a, a fun fact? I find it to be fun. You have a mild smile on your face, so I'm assuming <laughs> you find it to be fun. I hope everyone out there enjoys the 11 greatest seasons by a Rockies player who played for the Isotopes when they were Marlins or Dodgers affiliate.
0: Man, Houston Street could have been an All-Star when he was with the Rockies, but that was that was still back when pitchers, I mean, even still, that was especially back when Rockies pitchers really did not get the time of day.
1: No, no, that's that is shocking, too. like if if you asked most Rockies fans, I, I think about ninety percent, eighty five to ninety percent would have said he was an all-star with the Rockies at least once. Never.
0: And there's a lot of pitchers you can think of that should have been an all star with the Rockies, and it just never, ever happened. What shocks me is that Brian Fuentes was a three time all- star yes Rockies, but when you think about rocky's all-stars he's probably not the first person that comes to mind
1: no no he was a, he may have been a lone representative in one or two of those years uh, in the early 2010s yeah he uh he was a perennial all-star i guess all right uh before we get to tacos and tears our this fun little trivia game which folks can play at home too as they're listening give me a date when the lockout ends do you have any inklings
0: the optimistic uh, the optimistic prediction would be the day before spring training starts in late february yeah. and that would be great
1: that that would be optimistic. it's sad to say that that is optimistic right it, it it's similar to altitude and comcast uh, our conversation that we had in the first segment about uh oh, they're they're talking about talking about it that's where they're at right now obviously we know it's the holidays but even still it, it doesn't seem like people are too aggravated by the lockout right now unless you're going on MLB.com and you're, you're trying to go around the film room and see some clips. You're not really going to have that in, in current day. But when we get to February, we're all going to be looking back going, man, there were like two or three weeks that were lost in the middle to the end of December that you know, only if they were talking, we wouldn't have lost a week or two or 3 or 4 of spring training and opening day wasn't pushed back whatever it is hopefully that's not the case
0: the 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 situation for me what i really say is like if it gets pushed back a little bit fine but if we're getting to the point where like it was in the 2020 season with covid where baseball proper isn't starting until like june or july and it's been pushed that far back Ooh. or Even worse, if we don't have a season at all, that could be potentially devastating for the sport of baseball in a lot of different ways because you have, especially at the beginning of of the year in spring, there is a lot of other stuff going on that can be vying for baseball's attention if baseball is not on the air. You've got end-of-season and playoff hockey, uh, end-of-season and playoff basketball. There's uh, spring league football starting up in – 2022 with the newly revived usfl and we were talking about earlier how important it is for baseball to get it in front of as many people as possible losing that could be incredibly detrimental to the sport where if viewership is already declining if people have other sports that they can watch instead of baseball when baseball should be on that could be a huge issue and if for whatever reason there is a full-on player strike and there is no 2022 season think back about how devastating for fans and franchises the 1994 season was at the end of the day the 94 season is one of the major things that killed the Montreal Expos where that was a season where it appeared that they were playoff bound that gets canceled and then within the next decade the Expos no longer exist and you think well, if the Expos had made the World Series or won the World Series in 1994, would they have gotten a new stadium that was an Olympic Stadium? Would they still be in Montreal to this day? Would the Nationals, you know, not exist? What, what would happen? It has repercussions that still go around to this day. And heck, you can even, even with the Rockies, something I wrote about uh, a couple weeks ago was uh, Marvin Freeman in 1994 was like a Cy Young candidate where he truly was pitching out of his mind at altitude and that season did not complete so all all you can do is hope that i don't think they're going to talk until until after new year's because you know yeah where we're sitting at right now things are winding down everyone's going to want to go and be with their families for christmas and and new year's fine but it really is that they need to hit the ground running at the start of the business year in 2021 to get this resolved as soon as possible and, and, and negotiate in good faith because everybody loses. Everybody loses in the event that we lose baseball in 2022 for even a small amount of time.
1: We definitely hope it doesn't happen. We don't want any tears over it. We don't want any tears here for you, Evan. We're debuting this game. It's going to (laughs) take over the world. I know it. Tacos or tears. Now I'll explain the rules to everybody listening at home and to you, Evan. The goal is to identify four players. Okay. I'm going to read seven facts. There's your tacos, taco tie in, seven facts about each player, one at a time. You can guess after each clue. Each clue I reveal is going to be one less point, right? If you get it after the first clue, you're a genius. That's, that's seven points right there. You got your tacos. But each time I give a clue, you're going to get options for less and less points for each of those players. Each clue I don't read, you score that run. Now, you need seven runs to win, of course. And these clues are going to be about age, notable statistics, famous games, awards, other stuff like that. And like I said, you can take a guess after each clue. The first couple clues are going to be hard because, hey, I can't have you hitting a seven, six, or five-run home run here with each fact that i i I have reveal about these players it's not gonna be timed or anything like that like i said you can throw a guess in at each one and i'm not going to make you tie your hands behind your back so that you're not using your laptop evan's an honest guy we can trust him he's okay he's good people there's he's showing me his hands where'd that ace come from evan good lord my gosh What ace? pulled an ace out of your sleeve there all right (laughs) Uh, now he's pulling uh, scarves out of his mouth. I really wish we had recorded this on video. This is amazing, Evan. All right, number 1. First clue. He played division 1 baseball. Again, these are going to be active players and in fact, I will tell you the first one active player. Active Colorado Rockies. Division
0: 1. Number 2. See, is it C oh, up uh, uh, I got I got a guess. Oh, you got to it go, it, go for it. Throw is it, it, out. it CJ is it CJ Crone?
1: No. He went to the same university as Rami Malik and Jerry Sloan.
0: I don't know who Jerry Sloan is. I don't really know oh. anything about celebrities. So that,
1: that does nothing for me. Okay. Mr. Robot, Freddie Mercury and Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malik. All right. He played division one baseball, went to the same university as Rami Malik and Jerry Sloan. Not at the same time. All right. Clue number three. After high school, he's been a Harbor Hawk tourist nut and purple ace i was worried about that one would be a giveaway there's somebody out there who's who's screaming at his radio or his phone he knows See, he's where, a, where the purple aces he's play that, a, that's a, he's a, good a well-traveled hit. man after high school he's been a harbor hawk purple ace tourist and nut of course we're talking about the Asheville tourists the Modesto,
0: Forest, nuts. Modesto nuts
1: again, not, not, st- not too incredibly detailed, but it might put you in a certain era since the tourists and nuts are no longer affiliated with the Rockies. All right. I'm gonna have to give you your fourth one. Again, I, I can't, these can't be too easy here in the early going. Any, any other guesses you can toss one out It's a current player.
0: These are, these are legitimately fairly tough. Uh they will get
1: easier as we go. He's got one career home run.
0: One career home run. All right. So it's got to be a pitcher.
1: Okay. Interesting. Thinking out loud, I like it.
0: Is it John? No, because you said it was current Rockies.
1: Correct. John so Gray. Is I'm John Gray,
0: who did play Division I'll One baseball. I'll with- tell you
1: this. And, and I'll tell you this. This was the next clue. This is, I'm not dunking on John Gray. I'm not dunking on John Gray because this was legitimately the next clue. He's made one career start and it was pretty good.
0: One career start and it was,
1: excuse me, postseason start. I'm sorry, career made one start. career postseason start and it was pretty good.
0: Is it Kyle Freeland?
1: Oh, got it. That's a three run home run. That's right. All right. That's right. I, so oh, Division oh one.
0: he did play Division One. I always get, I, I'm not going to lie, is that sometimes I get fussed up between what counts as Division One for right. what, but all right. Yeah. Like the the one I will say the the one career home run and then the one postseason start are the two that really just like immediately narrowed things down for me.
1: There you go. There you go. All right. You got yeah. I played Division One baseball at the University of Evansville. That's where Rami Malik and Jerry Sloan also went to school.
0: I still don't know who Jerry Sloan is.
1: (laughs) Head coach of the former head coach of the Utah Jazz, probably in the Basketball Hall of Fame. It was a Harbor Hawk, the Hyannis Harbor Hawks of Cape Cape Cod League. University of Evansville Purple Aces. That's a big one. If you, if you knew the University of Evansville and you knew they were the Purple Aces, that would have been a, a five pointer there. One career homer made that one postseason start in the NL wildcard game in 2018. Pitch for the Isotopes in 2019 was going to be the next clue. Probably hates Melky Cabrera more than anyone
0: Uh, that 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 uh, that's the dead giveaway.
1: You would have gotten that one. Yeah, he he broke up the no hitter on July 9th, 2017. And then the last clue would have been he has been given votes on a Cy Young ballot, Cy Young Award ballot, much like Marvin Freeman was the first. Kyle Freeland was the last.
0: Fourth place Cy Young voting for the National League in 2018.
1: That's right. I had four other clues that I didn't didn't use. Uh, he knows TJ quite well, but he's never had the surgery. Of course, a reference to Thomas Jefferson High School.
0: He <laughs> no, has his it.
1: own, quote, guys, the Freeland guys. First-round draft pick, eh, and his parents are named Don and Susan. Would that have been a giveaway, Evan?
0: Nah. <laughs> there, there, there's a couple players out there whose parents I know their names, okay. but uh, Kyle's not one of them.
1: All right, first player... Off the board, three points right there. You're on your way to getting tacos. That's it. I like that jump shot. All right. This guy, not a current Rocky. He's not currently on the 40-man roster. He's a, I'll say he's a former Rocky. I don't want, I'm, not, I'm not trying to trick anyone here and say it's a prospect. Nope, not on the 40-man. Okay. He went to Ralph H. Poteet High School. It's your first clue. Yeah,
0: I got nothing on that. All right. All right. That's a that's a heck of a name right there for high
1: school. Ralph H. Poteet High School, yeah. Home of the Fightin' Poteets. Now, I, I don't know what their mascot is. I should have looked that one up. It should he be was...
0: Fighting Poteets if it's not.
1: <laughs> Drafted in the 54th round by the D-backs, but didn't sign. And was <laughs> taken by the Rockies in the first round three years later.
0: 54th round, so you know that it's an older.
1: Ah, there we go. All right, I like, I like where your head's at, Evan. All right, has two career home runs. All right. And here, here in the early early days of this game, tacos or tears, I'm not going to try to trip up anybody. I'm not going to obscure. I'm not going to obscure with a, a David Lee or a Nate Field, uh, as, as we heard in the previous segment. Okay, next clue. He's probably never been to FAST, FAST an acronym for, foundational arm strength training Performance Center in Denver, but he was traded for the owner of Fast. I don't know how well you know business owners of baseball training facilities in the Denver area, but some folks out there do know who owns Fast.
0: So this player was traded for that gentleman.
1: That gentleman who owns the company in Denver and obviously lives in Colorado still. All right, next clue. After this one. You still can get two points if you can get after this one. He didn't pitch for the 2007 Rockies, but they wouldn't have made it to the World Series without him. He didn't pitch for the 2007 Rockies, but they wouldn't have made it to the World Series without him. That ties in very well with that last clue about the trade. All right, here we go. Oh, Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Hold on. That's a big trade.
1: I gotta give you another one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, I, got,
0: I got I'm I'm spacing. This all right. one's hard.
1: Through a, a complete game shutout in his major league debut.
0: Complete game shutout in his major league debut.
1: Last clue. He won uh, the only rookie of the year award in franchise Jason Jennings. Yeah, there you go. Jason Jennings. One point. He got it though.
0: Oh okay. man. You're six uh,
1: points. If you continue down this road on average, you're gonna get your seven.
0: I wish I had gotten that sooner because I was a huge – when I was a kid, because you know, Jason Jennings made his debut in what, 2002? Yes. I was a huge Jason Jennings fan. I had his rookie card.
1: Went to Ralph H. Poteet High School. Was drafted in the 54th round of the D-backs. Now there's 20 rounds. Used to be 40 a few years back. Didn't sign. Was taken in the first round. Three years later, did hit two career home runs. Fast is owned by former Rockies' Jason Hirsch. Huh. In pitch okay. for the 2007 Rockies, but they wouldn't have made it without him. Of course, was traded to the Astros for Taylor Buchholz, Willie Tavares, and Hirsch. Again, complete game in his debut, and won the only Rookie of the Year award in franchise history back in 2002. All right, we got two more players left. This gentleman is a current Rocky. He had a slash line of 3.41, 3.76, 4.66, with 87 RBI. With the Lancaster Hawks. Excuse me, the Lancaster Jet Hawks. So the big year, 87 RBI, with the Lancaster Jet Hawks.
0: Big year with the Lancaster Jet Hawks. There's only a certain amount of people this could be because the Lancaster
1: Jet Hawks are no longer a Rockies affiliate. Here we go. Um, he was added to the 40-man roster in November of
0: 2017. 2017? Uh, is
1: this Ryan McMahon? No. Good guess. Good guess. He is 27 years old.
0: decent amount of people who are 27 years old.
1: I think McMahon still might be 26. He'll, he'll be playing his age 27.
0: He's, he's getting there, but
1: yeah. Um, Played with the Jet Hawks. Big year with them. Added to the 40-man in 2017. He is 27 years old. And he did not play in 2020.
0: Didn't play in 2020. Uh...
1: He has two career homers.
0: This is Jonathan Daza.
1: Got him. Oh, two pointer there. That's right. Jonathan Daza.
0: I A- was starting to narrow it down because if it wasn't McMahon, I knew it was an outfielder. And so my brain was going Tapia Daza, Hampson, all in that yeah. age range. And then the, the two home runs was the got it because he hit them both in 2021.
1: That's right. And yet, yeah, 2020, no minor league season, didn't get the call, it didn't even play. How about that.
0: He final should two, have like final
1: yeah. two clues were going to be his nickname is Kanyanya or Kanana, I believe it's Kanyanya. It's got the little tilde over the two ends, which either means according to the the sources I've tried to use, it's some type of weaponry, either a cartridge belt or cane. I have no idea. And he also was Nicknamed by Ryan Spielberg's last year as Dagger, so a lot of weaponry use. Yeah.
0: D- Dagger and Swagger was the. Uh, Swagger and Dagger was, was a combination of, uh, or was it Swagger and Dagger? Yeah, it was the combination of Toppy in the leadoff spot, followed by Daza.
1: And the final clue, and hopefully this, it wasn't going to be signed as a teenager out of Venezuela. I wrote that down, but I thought that's too vague. You probably had figured that out by that point. But the last clue is going to be he has blonde hair. I don't know if that would have been the slam dunk or not. But all right, you have three points on Kyle Freeland, one point with Jason Jennings, two points with Jonathan Daza. It's at six. That means you've, you can oh. listen to all the clues on this one. You can listen to all of them. All you got to do is get it on the last one. Now I got to make sure that my last clue isn't too easy. Eh, it's all right, but I still think you're going to get it. Let's see. You might even set the record here. Well, I'll have to keep running tabs on how many points you can get. <laughs> we'll see. Final one. I'm not going to tell you if this player is current about that. No, I'll, I'll tell you former Rockies player. All right. Former, former,
0: former Rocky.
1: I think it's fair. I'm going to go through these a little quicker. He's not yet 40 years old. He has one more all-star game appearance than pieces of hardware. By that, I mean end-of-season awards like Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, MVP, the most notable ones. He's a coach at a Division 1 school.
0: It's uh Troy Tulowitzki.
1: Got it with four left. That was a bases loaded grand salami. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was going to be too easy. You know your Troy Tulowitzki pretty well. Matt Holiday also I think has volunteered as well at the University of Oklahoma, so I thought Yeah, I was, was I was going nice. to say
0: it was either if it wasn't too low, it was going to be Matt Holiday depending on how you define his coaching.
1: Yep, he's 37 years old, and five All-Star Game appearances, only two silver Sluggers, two gold gloves. So five All-Star Game appearances, four pieces of hardware. Of course, also didn't go to an All-Star Game with any other team. Coach at a Division I school, University of Texas. One of the players, the next clue is going to be, one of the players already identified where's his number. And I know you know Daza where his number, too, because... Another shameless plug. I can do the shameless plugs because I'm the host <laughs> for Evan Lang. Just wrote a little bit about the history of the number two, all of the players. You can check that out at the purple row. I'll have to leave a couple of links for Evan's fine work on this podcast edition for wherever you listen. He's got 63 postseason at bats with the Rockies, but he's got more with another team. He's got 90 with Toronto.
0: That's right. Cause Toronto, right when we traded him was sort of hitting their stride, for trying to close out their contention window before they got to sort of where they're at now.
1: That's right. Second to last clue. With two less at-bats, he would have been a perfect 300 hitter with Colorado. He had 299 in reality with during his time in Colorado. And the last clue was going to be retired as a New York Yankee.
0: That one was weird. Like, I still just... Th- I, I can understand thinking about him as a Rocky and as a Blue Jay, but my brain still does not make the connection that Tulo was a Yankee for even a day.
1: Chad Bettis also, I guess, technically retired as a New York Yankee. <laughs> oh,
0: that's right.
1: Jolie's Chastain could have retired as a New York Yankee, but the Rocky said, hold on now. We can't let everyone retire as a Yankee. Let's at least bring one of them back. And hey, they got that one right. I hope. The other- the other two clues I had that uh, I was not going to use was probably doesn't like Jeff Breidich as uh, he infamously yeah. traded him in 2015. Then again, I think that's a vague, that could be a vague clue. <laughs> so that,
0: that doesn't exactly <laughs> narrow it down.
1: No. And then the final clue, which I just wrote Jose Reyes. And I thought maybe, maybe that would be a, a tip to help you ah. figure out with all the other clues. Ugh. Evan, you did it. You got tacos for everybody. Go to your participating Del Taco. We we don't have Del Tacos in Colorado, I think, right? I hope not.
0: There's a handful of them. I know there's. Shoot. I know I've seen one in Boulder. I don't know if it's still there though.
1: If you go to your local Del Taco at 1:46 a.m. at participating Del Taco locations, you get a free taco. Thanks to our friend Evan Lang from Purple Row. Ten points on that one, buddy. Not bad. On the inaugural tacos or tears, it's tacos. Nice job.
0: Uh, I could have done so much better with uh, with the Jason Jennings one, though.
1: That's the one that's going to be kicking you, huh?
0: That's the one that's kicking me.
1: It's the Ralph Poteet. I mean, if, if you have a favorite player, you got to know their high school, right? I think that's...
0: I'm 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 really bad at high schools and colleges because I actually until recently really didn't pay much attention to college baseball.
1: Yeah, well, you got to know it's it's in Mesquite. Texas. So if you're ever driving through Mesquite, you gotta know. It was named for a former superintendent of schools. Yes, I am using Wikipedia for this. Are they the Pirates? I think they might be the Pirates. I'm seeing a Pirate logo here. Their mascot is Patch the Pirate.
0: Yeah, should have been the Fighting potites.
1: I think so. We might need to rebrand that. Maybe the Pirate is, uh, is offensive. Maybe we can help push the Pirate out claim that and then rename them the fighting potets. I think that might be more fitting, Evan. This has been a lot of fun, man. They, I appreciate you being my, uh, Guinea pig for this one.
0: I have a, I have an obscure fact about Jason Jennings actually oh, to make, out. to make up for me, not getting him as quickly as I should have. Jason Jennings was <laughs> the first player to wear the number 57 after Daryl Kyle, left the Colorado Rockies and I believe that he was the last player to wear the number 57 for the Colorado Rockies
1: I do like that I do like that I I did see in one of your articles you kind of went through all the different numbers you know that that haven't been used we I did we did a podcast last year about some of the the numerology and, and whatnot for for the Rockies, and that's that's always fun. This is the time of year where hey, there's no baseball going on, there's no games to watch, but now's the time to dig into some obscure things and send that over on Twitter at Evan underscore Lang two seven. I'm at Patrick D Lyons on Twitter. You can email me Patrick at the dnvr and you know our main account is at dnvr underscore rockies make sure you're following everything that's going on over at purple row evan you do amazing work i appreciate you coming on the podcast today absolutely thank you so much for having me it's always fun so for dnvr sports he's evan lang i'm patrick Lyons. thank you for tuning in to the dnvr rockies podcast the folks at green mountain dental group deserve to take some credit for those smiling colorado sports fans especially our dnvr listeners who've switched to green mountain dental to make them their permanent family dentist When you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.